0: Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom and weirdness with your host Dan Nunn. Hey all, thanks for tuning in today to the Nun Report. Guess what? Episode 3 100. I can't even believe it I, I you know when I first started doing this I wasn't sure I was just going day by day in fact I still kind of am going day by day but uh episode 300 that seems like some sort of milestone I don't know I think 500 will be more of a milestone but every hundred you know that that kind of seems like a a milestone. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. This is episode 300 of The Nun Report. It's still going strong. I'm still having fun doing it. I'm still getting uh, current information and commentary out on mostly a daily basis, a little bit of truth, freedom, and weirdness. That's what we have here. I'm going to start out today's show with a little bit of weirdness, but before we go there, man, we're going to talk throughout the episode today We're going to get into the COVID insanity, the definition of insanity, right? Uh, Repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. We're going in for round two, and there there are all kinds of signs, and there have been signs that, uh, I mean, Alex Jones reported that he had a TSA uh, whistleblower who was saying that they were preparing for uh, mandates again in the airline industry starting mid-September. We know that the new vaccine is coming out mid-September. All of a sudden, oh, Fauci is out there again. Fauci hasn't been on the TV in months, (laughs) thankfully. But he's back. He's back, and he's out there talking about masks and how they work, even though they don't work at all. He got owned on CNN. I showed that clip the other day. Then, oh, oh, Joe Biden gets COVID. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg gets COVID. Oh, you see where this is going, right? They're preparing people. And I live in this, the insane state of Washington where we had the dumbest governor Dimsley ever who who just loved to get lockdowns. People are testing. Why are you testing? We're going to talk about that. Don't test, knock it off, man. Stay home. If you feel sick, stay home, rest, drink fluids, get better. Okay, there's my advice. Now, We're also going to look at the economy, and and there was two different things. I mean, I I was looking at today's show, as I was putting stuff together. I'm going, man, this is episode 300. It should be something special, and I thought, you know what? It's just another show, so just do what you do, and if it turns out being special, great. If it turns out being normal, or if it turns out being shitty, it is what it is, so here it comes. I was either going to call today's show, You Can't Polish a Turd, because we're going to talk about the economy a little bit and Bidenomics. Once again, because more numbers keep to come out and he keeps bragging about it. And he's, it's, I mean, it's current events. You got to cover it. So can't polish a turd. That was my first idea for the name of this episode. And then the other na- idea was uh, the definition of insanity, which is involving the COVID thing. Before we go, I am going to start this show off with weirdness, but I want to jump into, and, and I'm not going to trust me. I'm not going to go on a fake, you know, bandwagon today, so don't don't worry about that. Don't tune out, please. But he did do an interview with Anomaly today, and it was, to me, it was as expected. I think that Anomaly is very uh, into himself. I think that once he makes up his mind on something, he will not change it, regardless of new information that might come his way. And I think he went to the interview thinking that he would somehow be able to get Vivek in a gotcha moment. He would somehow be able to uh, goad him into some sort of exchange or make himself look smart. Like, cause Anomaly, he, he he thinks he's super intelligent, but, but what happened is that he got outmatched intellectually and factually, he looked ill-prepared. He did not do the research necessary to be asking the questions that he was asking Vivek and Vivek handled him very easily. It was good in the sense that it it allowed Vivek to address some of the ridiculous things that are out there that are people that, that people are saying, which is what those are the questions that Anomaly brought up. There was nothing in depth, nothing new, nothing interesting. It was all the same old stuff that Vivek has already answered a dozen times or more. So really, no new information came out of it. And and I think that I mean everyone has their everyone has their own thing, man. That's fine. And you know, I respect the hustle. I will always respect the hustle of anybody who can do it. Doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter what it is, unless it's illegal. But <laughs> I can respect the hustle of somebody doing something, what your chosen field is, or what you fall into, or what you end up doing, and you can make become wildly successful, which Anomaly has. Kudos, dude. You, you're you've built a huge platform, you're making a ton of money. That's great, good for you. Having said that, he's always looking for the next click. He's always looking for the next gotcha moment. He's always looking, he approaches it from a, a position of how can I generate this platform to make more money and get more clicks versus other folks like say, Jack Basobiec who approaches it from, I want to get the information out there and the clicks are secondary, whatever happens, happens. The result in the end is the same as far as you know success level goes. But the motivation for why you're doing it and and how you go about it is completely different, right? So anyway, I thought that they did great. One of the funniest—I'm—I'm I'm not going to show any clips from the interview, but one of the funniest moments was I—I I thought was when Anomaly kind of whined about, "Well, you're taking up all the time with your answers. You know, I need—I have more questions I want to ask." He had a limited amount of time, but I mean, yeah, the guy's running for president; he's going to take the time. You you had you invited him on your show. He accepted, and he accepted to go on there and to get his points out. You asked him questions, and then and then anomaly kept wanting, well, yes or no, yes or no. I mean, he literally took a sentence out of a chapter of a book, and Vivek said, "Did you read the whole chapter?" No, no. Then you're you're taking it out of context, and then he went on to explain the whole chapter anyway. Go check it out. Anomaly has it on his YouTube channel. I imagine it will. Uh, tomorrow go up on rumble as well. I watched it on Facebook of all places, (laughs) but oh, well, I I don't care for, for Facebook or, or YouTube, but anyway, go check it out. If you want to, you you can do your own take. That was my take. That's my review. I'm not going to show any clips and then we're going to end it right there. So let's, let's start off today with a little bit of weirdness and this just popped, And I was like, so Tucker Carlson, look what he's done. He's in a place now where he can basically interview whoever he wants on any topic he wants and there's no one looking over his shoulder. What a cool position to be in for him. And and he still has one of the largest microphones. I'm sure he's doing very well on the Twitter ad dollars that come through all the views that he gets as he should. He dropped this teaser for a show he's having tomorrow. Today is Tuesday, so tomorrow is Wednesday, and uh, Tucker will be having this show, and he dropped this teaser. (laughs) Hey, check it out. See what you think.
1: You're just a guy who's in town for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party.
2: Yeah. Pulled up in a bar outside, and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe, and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go.
1: Even though you had sex with him, twice. You did cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. You just asked the obvious question. What was Obama like on crack? Um, Is it your sense that that's who Obama is, just transactional, or that he's bisexual, or like, what is this?
2: It definitely wasn't Barack's first time, and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long
1: the guy's running for president and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes, that seems like a story.
2: Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth.
0: And there you go, ladies and gentlemen, Tucker on X. Always always coming out with a surprise episode you don't know who he's going to talk to next or what he's going to talk about but that should definitely be a interesting episode i plan on watching it and i'm sure most of you will as well i don't know if i'll cover that i mean that but yeah Anyway, I'm not going to say too much about it. On to the COVID thing. Here we go. Uh, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. This is a, the, we're in a climate crisis. We're in a COVID crisis. All these crises always somehow seem to happen as we approach election season. You know that their, in, their entire goal is to, one, I, I believe it's twofold. One is to prevent Donald J. Trump from even being able to run by either incarcerating him or getting his name off the ballot with the 14th amendment and two, this is the second stage, is to not even have an election at all, to somehow come up with a way to suspend the election, whether it's via a world war with Russia or or some sort of emergency, some sort of state of climate emergency or whatever, where they can claim emergency controls and just not have an election because you can't have an election when we're in the middle of of a crisis that's that of that scale, right? But if we combine the climate with COVID, they both start with C, so the double C along with uh a war in what if we had boots in the ground and we were fighting a land war against Russia that could turn nuclear at any moment? These things are all on the table. I think they're. I think these are realistic things that are on the table. Now, y- you can believe that or not, but here they are again, marching out the COVID mania, the hysteria that that is for no reason. If you're sick, if you're feeling unwell. Stay home, by all means. Uh, have some soup. Drink some waters. Rest. 99.9% of the time, you're going to get better just from that. That's proven. We See, we have something now that we didn't have in 2020. Historical data, historical references. But this administration and the insane commie Democrats, the extreme commie Democrats, they seem incapable of taking new information and revising their positions because... The hoax, the scare, the the response worked so well the first time to control the population. Why not try it again? What have you got to lose, really? They they don't have anything to lose. Let's remember what they said, though, before we go diving into a whole other COVID hysteria. I'm
1: not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut... Down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. Look, there
0: is no federal solution. This gets solved state. So here we are, two and a half years later. The virus apparently is not shut down because- and once again, another failed campaign promise, another total lie, a total bunch of bullshit that Biden spewed out of his mouth. Because obviously the COVID virus is not under control because if we're still taking so-called vaccines, air quotes for those of you not watching on video, uh, if we're still promoting that, if we're still promoting mass, if we're still coming out with a new vaccine, if we're still looking at potential other restrictions, follow the CDC guideline. God, I didn't know that a bureaucratic agency was responsible for U.S. healthcare policy or my freedom. But, uh, but here we go again. He didn't shut down the virus. If the virus is still here, then that makes him a liar. Check this out.
1: The, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. they're they're, You're okay. You're not going to, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations.
0: Yeah. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Well, if they were actual vaccinations against COVID, then that would probably be true. But since they aren't actual vaccinations because a vaccine, if if, if someone gets vaccinated for the measles, they won't get measles. If they get vaccinated for polio, they do not get polio. If they get vaccinated for chickenpox, which I think by the way, is a bad vaccine just for the record. They're not going to get that. This is a shot. This is a therapeutic hope. It's a, it's a dart. It's like the flu shot every year. They mix it up. They hope they get it right, and they throw the dart and stick it in the wall. In the meantime, you're the one putting the experimental substance inside your body, not knowing what long-term side effects could be or might be. We know what some of them are now. We know that myocarditis is one. We know that blood clots are, is another autoimmune skin conditions are another thing that has been developing and they all started at the same time ah oh, isn't she a isn't she just a peach hmm if you're if you're not watching the video you don't see what I'm seeing uh count yourself lucky this is what they had to say today on the view good morning
2: everyone hello and welcome to the view Unfortunately, Whoopi is out with COVID. Oh. Yep, so rest up and get back here, miss, when you feel better. It's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah, Another friend of mine got it too. I mean, we have to be careful again. And it's Dan. interesting because a lot of people aren't getting that new booster
3: yeah, I just with a different
2: variety. I got mine. That one is, I, I got it a couple months ago and I did get a reaction to it, but it made me is feel Is everybody safer. eligible for yeah. it now?
0: We have
3: to be yeah. a In North,
0: No, everyone. Least. Yeah. Clap if yeah. you had your third booster. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Clap if you've had your third booster. <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of seals <laughs> and waiting for their next piece of fish. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> they're, they're, our co-host is out. Whoopi Goldberg, double vaccinated, twice boosted. She's had COVID three times now. And these imbeciles are up there still promoting getting another vaccine this season, getting another shot of the, for the new variants. And hey, everybody clap if you've had three. <laughs> there is. It, this is insanity. This. I don't know what has gone... I don't know what happened in people's minds. I don't know what, what switch was flipped to make these people incapable of critical thought or even just uh, we all know right i mean i'm talking to some extent i'm talking into a vacuum here i appreciate you i appreciate everybody's been watching this thing for 300 episodes some of you have been here since the very beginning those were some scary those were some scary episodes um i hope that they've gotten better over time but man are, are are you kidding me? And Whippy herself this is what she had to say back in remember back in the in in the the covid scare. We need to do, we need to do
2: this and it's not going to it's not going to allow us to be without masks until we all do it cuz quite frankly I'm not going outside until I know everybody outside has had the shot. So I'm going to be wearing my mask probably you know into my 90s.
0: God, if you live into your 90s with your health can and weight, um, I would be surprised. But hey, if you do, more power to you. Uh, the mask thing. Can we stop, please? I was at a restaurant today for lunch. I'm out to lunch. And I'm seeing it more and more. You didn't see this for a long time. It was nice. It felt normal. Again, keep in mind, I'm in Washington State, Western Washington, nonetheless, which is even worse. I'm as far on the left coast as you can get. And... Couples walk in, and it's not the first time I've seen this, but a couple walks in, they're wearing masks, and you know, I had to smirk, and then they sit down, and once they sit down, they take off their masks and commence with their meal before they get up from their table, they put their masks back on. Now, I would I want to qualify this with one thing, and and my wife brought this up, and I and I happen to agree, and that is Yes, I will mock people for wearing a mask. I will laugh. I will point. I will smirk. I will maybe even make snide remarks now and then, depending on how I'm reading the situation and who it is. But this couple happened to be, I would guess, in their mid to upper 70s. So while we understand that masks don't work, that there there is no difference, they're not protecting you from COVID at all, regardless of what little yard gnome Fauci says that when elderly people are wearing them, you know, maybe give them a pass, maybe not laugh at them, maybe not ridicule them. They're scared. These are people who grew up in an age and era where you sat down and you watched the nightly news at six o'clock, and then you might watch it again at 10 o'clock if you're still awake. And so that's, that's, that's their life. That's their reality. That's the, their reality is what they're getting out of that tube that feeds them the information that they get. They're probably not on the internet. They're definitely not watching podcasts. Now there's some, I have an older demographic, bless you. I thank you. But I'm saying for the 75 and older crowd, there's some of you here. I know that, but in general, that's their reality, that's their life, you know? So and maybe they they have sicknesses, maybe they have pneumonia, maybe they have cancers, maybe they have things that we don't know about. So maybe give the old people a pass, you know? I I know for one my mom's gone now, but she was 83 when she passed and I know I certainly would not have wanted if she was if she was still alive today, she would be wearing a mask. If COVID had happened before she died when she was 83 years old, I'm, I'm sure she would have put a mask on because all she did was watch the, the lamestream media, mostly CNN and MSNBC actually. And the last thing I would want is for somebody, particularly a young, healthy somebody to be ridiculing or laughing at my mom. So keep that in mind, just... As as we're going through this again, because it's certain to get worse, it's certain to become more ridiculous, and maybe even more ridiculous than it did before. But anyway, give the old folks a pass. They deserve our respect. They deserve a uh, you know a freebie. Let them do what they want. They don't give they don't give a f anyway. <laughs> they don't care what you think. They've reached the point in their lives where they really don't care. So there's no point in trying to mock them. Okay, just just my two cents worth. And then let's remember this. A global pandemic was declared
2: one year ago today. And the most important step that everybody can do to end all that's happening is you gotta get vaccinated. And I am happy to tell you that last night I finally got my first shot at New York's 24 hour mega vaccination site at the Javits Center. Let me tell you, i was sweating i didn't know whether you know because when you look at it on the news the needle looks this big as it turns out the needle is this big and i didn't feel it and that was important and i said to i said to them you know how do we tell people
0: Uh, i don't think it ended it oh you know why it didn't end it because not everybody got vaccinated there's still 30 percent of us that are pure blood (laughs) that's why it's not over right god it's ridiculous right And then there's Joe Biden, of course. Let's remember this one.
3: Most important thing you can do to prepare for your holidays is to get your updated COVID vaccine. And if you get it now, you'll be protected in time for winter holiday gatherings. This updated vaccine offers the best protection for you and your family against the version of the virus we're facing today. It reduces the risk of catching or spreading the disease. And it helps protect you from ending up in the hospital or worse.
0: Twice vaxxed, twice boosted. And she's had COVID two times now too. So she's going, she's got the triple double, so to speak. Uh, And they just keep putting it out there but isn't it interesting the timing i mean the timing is just perfect queen jean pierre your favorite press secretary might not this well, to say what i can
3: tell you is that the president certainly is going to uh, test on a regular cadence determined by his physician of course all travelers all travelers including the president will test uh, before traveling to india so that is uh, certainly something that the president uh, will do uh, as i mentioned um uh, the CDC is following CDC guidelines. The CDC does not uh, recommend testing every day after a close contact. That is their recommendation. Again, we are going to follow the CDC guidelines.
0: The White House is going to follow the CDC guidelines. As I said, leading off, I didn't know the CDC had anything to do with my personal health care. I didn't know their recommendations were mandates or laws or whatever. You, I'm not going to follow their guidelines. They haven't got a single thing right, not once. Not one. In this entire COVID thing, not once has the CDC been correct or they've been six months behind the curve. So why in the hell, why in the world would I trust what they have to say and follow their guidance at this point? In fact, I would go as far as to say that whatever the CDC recommends, do the opposite. (laughs) Do the opposite. That makes sense to me.
3: As we head into the fall, We have more tools and systems available today to help communities this fall and winter season, including safe, updated vaccines that will be available mid-September, widely available at-home COVID.
0: Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I'm not not talking about COVID anymore. I'm done testing. (laughs) Look, you understand, if you go and get, first of all, these at-home tests are completely unreliable. They're not accurate at all. If you need to self-report for your job, you know, that's uh, start looking for another job. If you're required to have a testing or vaccines for your job, look for another job. Well, if they did it in 2021, why do you think they're not going to do it in 2023? Of course they are. So unless you enjoy being like that much of a slave, not just a slave to the paycheck, but a slave to what they tell you to do in order to earn that paycheck, as far as your health care goes. You believe in body, bodily anonymity? Do you believe in healthcare choice? Then why let an employer or anybody else, And let I mean, look, I understand. We got to make money. We got to pay the bills. I get it, especially now. But if enough people say no, what are they going to do? Not sell their product anymore? Not produce their product anymore? Not build their buildings anymore? That's all I'm saying, and it starts with us. Okay, so I, I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm moving on. Let, let's talk about the turd that they're trying to polish.
3: President Biden tested negative last night. For- uh,
0: not that one. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm skipping videos because I'm not doing the COVID thing anymore. Uh, Biden is going to be wearing a mask from now on in the in the White House. So there you go.
1: Name with what we've done, unlike the last president. In my first two years, all this stuff, guess what? I cut the deficit, $1.7 trillion. Cut the debt, $1.7 trillion.
0: So what was it, the deficit or the debt? Neither one is true. I cut the deficit, $1.7 trillion. Then he follows that up with, I cut the debt, $1.7 trillion. Which is it? Do you even know the difference? We got a bumbling old Swiss cheese for brains old man who can't even he doesn't even know the difference between what a debt and a deficit is. And he's up there as the leader of the free, it's a so-called leader of the free world. <laughs> Embarrassing. It's not true. And I've told you before, that $1.7 trillion, he keeps saying, that's a number that's stuck in their head because in their 10-year projections, it was projected they would reduce the deficit, not the debt, the deficit by $1.7 trillion over the next 10 years, cumulative. Those are based on projections. We all know how good the government is at projections, right? We're gonna look at that in just a second.
3: I just said, increasing? it can be year to year, it can be very volatile. I mean, he said in
1: March in Baltimore
3: in speech, yep. our plan is working to, to decreasing the deficit. Right, and, and, I, and, and we have so seen the deficit falling the by more than a trillion dollars under this president, right? But as I stated at the top, it could be volatile. And that's why the president has taken action, right? More than $2 trillion uh, to lower the deficit. And that's what he's going to continue to do.
0: What? I, you're welcome to rewind that and try to figure it out. I, I, I've listened to it. That's, I think that's my third or fourth time on that clip that I've heard it. I still can't figure it out. Uh, let's talk about what's really going on here. Because the, they're trying to, first of all, they're trying They're trying to polish a turd. You get it? The economy is the turd and the Biden regime is trying to polish it. You can't do it. All you do is smear it around, right? And so that's what they're doing. They're smearing that shit everywhere and hoping that people that if you spread enough shit, wide enough and far enough that it will cover enough people that they believe your shit. (laughs) That's what's going on. So, Let's, let's inject some reality into this.
1: And you know what? The Treasury Department saying that the federal deficit right now is up 122% from a year ago. It's currently, year to date, at $1.6 trillion and still rising. We we're spending
0: more than we're taking in. Oh, they exceeded the deficit this year by 122%. You mean their projections weren't right? But they're still going out there saying... That they've, hey, hey, oh, what happened here? There we go. They're still going out. They're saying that they've reduced the deficit by $1.7 trillion. Here's 2023 projected $2 trillion. Despite falling dramatically in 2022, the annual spending imbalance has jumped back up this year. In 2021, obviously it was bad because we were throwing tons of money out there and paying people not to go to work. And we were addressing the COVID pandemic and all that. That was in 20 In 21. We had the green new deal and all the wasteful spending that the Biden regime was doing in 2022. We kind of took a break because we weren't letting them spend any money because why? Because Republicans took the house. If Republicans had not have taken the house, that number in 2022 would be just as high or higher than it was in 2021. They would have kept spending like drunken sailors and not even thought twice about it, you or your family. But here we are in 2023. There's there's no pandemic. There's no emergency going on. There's no nothing. But somehow, they're they've exceeded their projection by. And there's still two months left in the fiscal year. They've exceeded their projection by 122 percent. It looks like we're going to have a $2 trillion deficit this year, and they still go out there with the nerve saying they've reduced the deficit by $1.7 trillion. Anybody who still believes that bullshit, you're just, you're just dumb, okay? You're dumb. You need to not be voting. You need to not be having children. You need to just stay home, put your mask on, avoid people, and never open your mouth again. <sighs> then they tried out Jared Bernstein to try to, again, tell everybody something that is simply not true, you know, we're living life in reality. These people are not, and they think that they can, they can convince you to join them in their delusions.
1: At the same time, inflation has been coming down with some speed, that's one of the reasons for Jan downgrading his recession probability, okay? So inflation is down two thirds from its peak. That is leading to real wage gains. Wages beating prices. That supports uh, disposable income, and that supports consumer spending, which is seventy percent of the economy. So I like the momentum we have.
0: Hmm. How much? Uh, how much disposable income do you have? Do you have a lot of that? I'm just curious. I don't. I don't. Um. And the fact is, uh, expenses are up. 16%. So inflation is not under control. Inflation is wildly out of control. This this 3.5% number they keep throwing out, it's not real. Okay? The the stuff we need to buy every day on average, I understand some of you are going to say, oh, that's way low, Dan. There's, there, It's much higher than that. It, true. Okay, on average, consumable and durable items are up 16% since Biden took office. Real wages are down 3% since Biden took office. Yes, the last 2 months it has barely broken even. It's not it's not in the green at all. Or the black, what it depends on how you what your language or lingo is. It's overall in the red. That's what you need to know. I think everybody understands that that real wages are down 3%. That's obvious in what you're taking home every month.
2: The inflation big picture telling a much different story, though. Take a look. Overall inflation is up nearly 16% from January 2021 when Biden took office to last month. Grocery prices also up nearly
0: 20%. I mean, those are insane numbers. So 16% more, you're, you're paying for everything, and 20% more for groceries. That doesn't even bring into account the insane fuel prices the gas prices they keep saying they're going to get under control that they keep saying that they've they want this whole green new deal is going to save the world it's going to you know eventually if we get this in if we're just sacrifices a little bit we're going to be great uh and jared bernstein continued with this this guy is a is an absolute joke
1: so i think it's a, a, an inaccurate narr- a, a an inaccurate narrative to declare that somehow bidenomics isn't working or that it's not uh, uh, favorably received by people when you drill down into what it actually is.
0: What is it? I mean, I guess if your goal is to wildly increase uh, consumer prices and energy prices and grocery prices, if that's your goal, if that's what you consider a success, if that's what Bidenomics is designed to do, then yeah, it's a wild success. It's It's one of the most successful economic policies ever.
1: If you go back and look to when President Biden first took office, real wages are actually down about three percent. And that means that not only are people spending power not back to where they were 30 months ago, they actually lost money. And that might be one reason Americans give President Biden low marks on the economy. In the new Wall Street Journal poll, it shows 63 percent of people say the economy is not so good or poor, while only 37 percent, when you add that up, see it as good or extra.
0: Look, I understand they're not going to go out there and say, yeah, we suck. Our economy is horrible and it's our fault. Please don't vote us in again. I mean, they're, that's not going to happen. I, I get that. But the, but what blows me away is the fact that they actually, they appear to actually be running on it. Like as if this is a strong part of their administration, that this is one of the highlights of our administration is how great the economy is. And they're marching it out there. Bidenomics is one of our greatest achievements. If you listen to them, I, I I don't understand that mentality. I don't understand how they, they they either they either think that you're dumb or they themselves are in fact dumb. It's one or the other. I guarantee you they didn't get to where they've gotten by being dumb. So at least one choice. They think you're dumb. Thank you, Kareem. President Biden is the oldest president in US history. Why does White House staff treat him like a baby?
3: No one treats the President of the United States, the Commander in Chief, uh, like a baby. So there's this book that says That's ridiculous. When staff a ridiculous back claim.
1: what sounded like a call for regime change in Russia, the
0: President, uh, quote, rather than owning his failure, he fumed to friends about how he was treated like a toddler. Was John Kennedy ever babied like that?
3: So look, uh, I'll say this. Um, there's <laughs> going to be a range, always, a range of books uh, that are uh, about every administration
0: do man, see <laughs> he somehow gets away with it i don't know he's got some sort of relationship in there he I, I, i'm sure that there's some uh friendly banter that goes back and forth in private you know they probably even joke about stuff but he, somehow he's it, they keep calling on him on a daily basis sometimes more than once to ask questions and uh It's interesting, but it's all you never know quite the track that Ducey is going to take. Uh, Today he chose to be uh, somewhat. um, I don't know if if that was that his attempt at humor or or sarcasm. I'm not sure, but uh, I don't know him personally. But I I think that he might be uh, he might be a funny he might be a funny guy in person. If I did ever get to meet him, maybe someday I will. Then of course we had. we had Jake Sullivan trotting out there. They, they, they always try to you know, put people out there whenever Kareem runs out of things to say because her binder is too full. We have this.
1: Just last month, President Biden asked Congress for additional funds that would have the impact of increasing World Bank financing by more than $25 billion. And we're working to make sure that other partners follow our lead.
0: So, let me get this straight. If we get... How does if we have more money, if we take more money from the taxpayer, if we print more money for the World Bank, then that'll give us more borrowing power. And if we do that and other countries follow our lead, so we're we're increasing borrowing power by spending money. Okay. My credit cards don't work that way. Oh, I don't have any credit cards. (laughs) But I do have, I do have. Knowledge and history of having them, and they don't certainly don't work that way. I can't, I can't tell my credit card company, "Hey, uh, will it increase my buying power if I go into debt further?" <laughs> Which is what they're saying. And then he had this
1: thing that we ultimately stand for is a stable, effective supply of energy to the global markets, so that. We can, in fact, deliver relief to consumers at the pump and also uh, that we do this in a way that is consistent with the energy transition over time.
0: You failed. If your idea was to transition to a different form of energy over time while keeping energy costs down, uh, newsflash, you failed. When you have a president who ran on dismantling The fossil fuel industry, the oil industry, the coal industry, the fracking industry, the natural gas industry. He even railed against nuclear power for a while when he was campaigning. And and you're just going to depend on wind and solar for everything. They don't even like hydropower anymore, one of the cleanest forms of energy there is, along with along with nuclear, and they. uh, and then they have the nerve again they think you're stupid to come out there and say that look we want to m- maintain a supply of energy to the world and ourselves while still transitioning and keep energy prices low. Again, you failed. If that's if that's your purpose, if that's what you wanted to do, if that's what you were trying to do when you when you don't allow permitting on usable land you get granting permits on exploratory projects in land that has no reserve is worthless you can grant as many permits for exploratory drilling as you want if they're on land that doesn't have any oil it doesn't freaking matter okay second you can't just say oh this pipeline no no that's no good we're not going to we, we don't want oil from canada we'd rather buy it from venezuela And the futures market is based on that the cost of oil, the cost which reflects in the cost of gasoline. Diesel has gone through the roof. In Washington State, we're paying $6 a gallon for diesel. You think that that's going to affect prices at all on the retail market? How about uh, construction? How about shipping? How about just garbage prices? All these vehicles that run on diesel. How about trains? You got to move this stuff around somehow. But uh, when you when you declare war on all these industries at the same time, what do you think is going to happen? Of course prices are going to go through the roof, and you, and then your answer is to dig dig into the, to, to weaken our country even further. We're no longer energy independent. We're relying on Venezuela rather than Canada for crude. just to meet our own needs. And then you try to tell us that you're trying to keep costs down. You're not. It's a bold-faced lie. They don't care about the cost of energy. They don't care what you're paying at the pump other than how it affects their polls. But these, uh, you know, these energy prices are out of control. You know who it hurts? Is it hurts the, the poor, the working class, the middle class. It hurts the older folks. You know, older folks, they live in older homes. Many of these homes are still powered by oil. They have an oil tank. They have oil furnaces. And they're living on Social Security. And you just increased their energy prices by about 150% since you came into office because of your policies. I hope people are paying attention. I hope that a broad range of people are paying attention. So I, I, I railed a little bit against Twitter and Facebook yesterday regarding censorship. I still main I don't, I'm not walking back anything I said. I think that in general everything that I talked about was accurate. I do think that the censorship is going to get worse as we come into the election season. And I do think that Elon to a large extent has taken his finger off the pulse of what's going on on Twitter. But fortunately he does still pay attention. So his uh, CEO had a meeting with, with ADL and and I think, I think I learned something and that was that, that ADL controls the advertisers. This is, this is the bottom line. This is what I got out of it. So Uh, the um, anti-defamation league anyways is funny. They're getting, Elon Musk is suing them for up to $22 billion because he thinks they've decreased the ad revenue, therefore the value of X by that amount. Because what they do is they pressure advertisers that you can't advertise on that platform because... They're anti-Semitic because of this, because of that. If you do, then we'll we'll destroy you basically. And they're in the process of trying to destroy X. You know, uh, judge finds ADL 10.5 million in Colorado defamation suit. It's funny when the league, the anti-defamation league gets uh, sued for defamation and loses. Musk's like, interesting, in our case, they would potentially be on the hook for destroying half the value of the company. So roughly $22 billion. Dollars makes ten million dollars look pretty dang small. The thread continued. Elon said, based on what we've heard from advertisers, ADL seems to be responsible for most of our revenue loss, giving them maximum benefit of the doubt. I don't see any scenario where they're responsible for less than 10% of the value destruction. So $4 billion. Document discovery of all communications between the ADL and advertisers will tell the full story. And we do, because there's back, they're they're back, they're back channeling advertisers convincing them to not advertise on a platform that doesn't meet their criteria because there might be defaming things in their interpretation on that platform. And Elon continues, this is how it works. I mean, this is reality. Advertisers avoid controversy. So all that is needed for ADL to crush our US and European ad revenue is to make unfounded accusations. They have much less power in Asia. So our ad revenue there is still strong. This controversy causes advertisers to pause because, all right, this is unpredictable. We don't know what's going on. We're just going to pull back. We're going to pull our money out and just kind of see where this lands. Okay, that's what's happening. But that pause is permanent until ADL gives the green light. While they will not do without agreeing to secretly suspend or shadow banning any account they don't like. This is why you can't not have this ADL in charge of What's misinformation? What's disinformation? Who they do and don't like? Subjectively shadow banning accounts at will for whatever they want, right? And this is they have been doing this for years with social media. That's the relationship they've had with X slash Twitter for many years. Presumably, they have that with all Western search or media organizations. Of course, they do. They're in—they're in bed with Facebook. They're in bed with Google. Facebook includes Instagram, by the way. So it's diabolical. I'm going to dig into it more. I don't know. I just wanted to kind of give a brief overview of what my understanding is of it so far. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some sort of guru on it. I'm not going to pretend I've done a deep dive yet because I have not. But I trust that in things like this, that Elon knows somewhat what he's talking about, which is why I reported that. Not really giving you opinion here. Throwing that out there, that's what's going on at Twitter and with the ADL. And uh, if what he says is even close to the truth, it's disgusting. I'm going to dig into it deeper, and we will cover that on a later show. Anyway, hey, thanks a lot for watching. This was episode 300. If you're just listening on a podcast channel or RenegadeRadio.com, make sure to check me out on rumblecom slash report. I use a lot of video in my shows, and I kind of comment on them, but I use the video for receipts. And, and, and I think it makes, makes it somewhat more entertaining than just listening to me the entire time. And, uh, so check me out rumble.com slash the nun report. That's where you can find me, follow my channel for free, sign up on rumble first. It's free, follow my channel. It's free. And then smash that thumbs up button. That's called a rumble button on rumble, not a like, it's a rumble. And that's the ling- lingo they use, they use on rumble. So, uh, go ahead and do that. I've really appreciate it. You can catch me on all the socials at The Nun Report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS, and Twitter, because, well, I I didn't get The Nun Report. I'm just at Nun Report, so forget the the, or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You can link into everything right there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching, and as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.